1: Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, good day to you all. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, and I have heat. And joining me all the way across from the Atlantic Ocean is, from Wales, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, the god of infrasound, and one tired little puppy who's been working his butt off all weekend, Steve Parsons.
0: Hello. I thought you were going to say, when you said New England's own Van Helsing, I've got heat. My heart skipped a beat because I thought you were going to say I've got wood.
1: <laughs> I actually had a wood-burning stove. I still have it down there. I haven't hitched it up. I actually took it apart when I redid the heating
0: system. But yeah, that thing worked good.
1: I burnt about everything I had, but uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> It worked. Yeah, that's where he burns the bodies, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's right. So don't mess with me.
1: So anyways, you are a tired little puppy. And I am. you were out there doing something special this weekend, which I'm excited to talk
0: about. <sighs> yeah, I was. I am a tired little puppy, <laughs> as you can tell. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, what? what? <laughs> well, no, this, this past weekend um i spent most of saturday from god what time do we get there a little before 9am till late very late uh training the next batch of investigators for asap the association for the scientific study of anomalous phenomena and the reason I get to do it is because I'm currently the training officer. Yay, lucky me. Yeah, that, that must be a big paying position, I'm sure. Oh yeah. I got lunch. I got lunch. <laughs>
1: but yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You know, people I that that cracks me up because they think you're like uh, you know, I don't know. it's it's just it drives me up. I, I saw a post from Amy Bruno. Bruno of uh, what the heck was that show she does? Uh, oh,
0: yeah, if you want to be, if you want to get ahead in the world, don't go on television. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> because everybody thinks, oh, you had you, you're intelligent, you've made it, you're in the dough. It's like, I don't think so.
0: It's like writing a no, book, I mean, right? It's
1: it is. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> just like writing a book. You see, the other thing is, you see, with ghostology and the mm-hmm. ghostology course, at least I can get some revenue from that. Yeah. But when you're the tra- when you're a you know when you're the training officer. Mm-hmm. It's still your course, you have to write the course and develop the program and you give it all for free. What a nice guy you are now, what, a this, d- what a dumb guy
1: speaking of books i I just got a royalty check in today uh yeah, not rub it in yeah well well, wait a minute i don't I could share it with you uh it is for forty one cents
0: Wow. <laughs> Oh, in that case, I'll stick to the royalty check I got last month. That was, uh,
1: that was £120. Ooh, that's much better than $0.41. Cents. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but you get an advance up front.
1: Yeah, we do. And that's, that's quite frankly, that was the first book I've done. We've already gotten royalties. Yeah, gotten. we've always received uh, royalties from it. Uh, this just happens to be for that particular
0: period. Nobody bought any, bought any books. <laughs> oh, well, there we are. So, so what, hap- what happens here in the UK is that you don't get an events. Um, the publisher stumps up all the costs, recoups all the costs, and well, dep- then there's a split. Yeah. Oh, that's so, good. Uh, yeah. So that's good. It's yeah. it it's not a lot each you know each quarter, but it helps. Yeah.
1: I, I like doing it with the the advance because you know you get you put the work in you get paid right away, and that's good and anything you get the like the forty one cents is a bonus is the way I look at it so yeah what are you gonna do with forty one cents I don't know I'm, i i may i don't know I really don't know I suppose <sighs> I could put it into Bitcoin and uh get like a million dollars in a few days, yeah, might work. So anyway, so um ASAP, if for those yeah. don't know, you you're not only a, a member
0: of it's okay. a UK based organization. Yep. Uh it was formed in nineteen eighty one. And it it doesn't just do ghosts and the paranormal in that sense. It it has people and it. it, has people who are interested in UFOs, in oh. cryptozoology, in 14 and stuff, in anything to do with anomalous phenomena. And huh. uh you know, we we have researchers and we have investigators and it hosts a weekly webinar for its members and membership is can start from as little, if you have everything online electronically like the magazine and such, uh, from just £5 a year. Get out of here. That's all? Yeah, that's all. Wow, that's pretty good. Plus, there's the annual conferences. The training is actually for those uh, members because I think memberships currently around 600. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, not all of them are wanting to go out into the field to look at the various phenomena. But those that do, uh, when somebody uh, writes to or gets in touch with ASAP with uh, an inquiry, You know, it might be, I've seen lights in the sky, help my house is haunted, I've seen the sea monster. Mm -hmm. Um, But before we dispatch or ASAP dispatches anybody, they have to um, meet a required standard so that we can assure that the client has some degree of safety and also that the client can get a reasonable standard of investigation.
1: So these people that you're training are actually going to, work in behalf of ASAP?
0: Yes. They we can't mm-hmm. regulate and wouldn't regulate the people who uh, who want to do their own stuff. You know, what they get up to in their spare time with their own individual groups is is entirely their business. Mm-hmm. Um but if if a case or an inquiry comes in and it warrants uh the intention of an investigator then they're going on our behalf. And if they're going on our behalf, we have to set a standard. And that standard has to be maintained. And the first step towards maintenance of that standard is, of course, training. And so we've devised, uh, I've devised a, two, a two-tier training standard. Uh, the first tier, which was done back in the summer, um Gives people the very basic information um, and foundations of what we expect by way of observations, note taking, the basic operation of uh, of equipment, the basic operation of taking. Can I
1: interrupt you for a minute, there, Steve? I just have a question regarding that. Is I mean, you you talked about it being different disciplines. Is this training go across? the field? In other words, if you're looking for Bigfoot, will it work? If you're working for UFOs, will it work? Or if are looking for ghosts, will it work?
0: Yes. Uh, up to the first two tiers, uh, there is there, there are no differences in any of the pursuits
1: if, oh, in okay. reality.
0: Yeah, because sorry. the basic techniques for interviewing, for gathering uh, information, uh, remain unchanged. It doesn't matter whether you're looking at a UFO or Bigfoot or or a ghost. So there are there is this sort of first tier where you gain accreditation. So that's called AAI, ASAP Accredited Investigator. Ooh, and you would uh, yeah. then. So there is training, and then there is an assessment module which they complete within two weeks of the training event. And mm. if they successfully pass the assessment module, they become an accredited investigator, which means they can join a a group or a team assembled by ASAP to look at uh, the phenomena. Now, the second tier is deals with ethics, morals, handling vulnerable people, uh, the reasons why measurements are made, how to choose the right type of measurements and how to interpret the measurements. That gives you, that then makes you eligible to lead the investigation teams. And that's called ARI, which is ASAP Registered Investigator, because you would be entered onto the register of our accredited investigators. Ah, okay. Uh, Now, beyond that, if you were, for example, only interested or primarily interested in UFOs, mm-hmm. then what is planned is a tier three or an endorsement more, more accurately, uh, where you would undergo additional specialist role training for uh, ufology or cryptozoology.
1: So can I ask you a question? Because I know that you're very much the ghost hunter. Yeah. So who will be teaching those in UFO and and, and uh, Bigfoot and, and cryptozoology? Are you well, bringing
0: a, other specialists? Or? Well, as the training officer, they, they, they come under my domain. However, ASAP does have a, at the moment, uh, a specialist UFO officer, Paul uh, Paul Gledis. Mm-hmm. And he will work with me. Uh, he will probably carry out the training. Um, okay. but, but under uh, your guidance uh, collaboratively okay. rather than under my guidance okay, so, yeah, that, I get it. so it sort of gels together properly so uh, my, my major responsibility is to get them through to or those people who want to through to registration level they enter the register then if they um, want to look at UFOs then they will get an endorsement for UFOs, which is the additional training, uh, or whether they get, you know, uh, an endorsement for cryptozoology or whatever branch of the anomalous phenomena that they want to look at.
1: Okay. Now, is there field training in any of these?
0: Um, there used to be, but I I threw threw that out. Because it actually serves not, not not much purpose. There is with the AAI, the first level, mm-hmm. because we do need to um, give them, give the participants some instructions on how to position themselves, how to stay together in pairs, how to do the notes, how to act, uh, operate in challenging environments sometimes. Mm-hmm. So there is uh, mentored. Um, Investigation practice, field investigation practice. Um, it only lasts a couple of hours. And just to give them the, the basic guidelines with the ARI, there is no um, practical experience because what you're really looking for at that stage is the team leaders. They have the basics. They know you know how to behave during the investigation process what you're looking for is a different set and what you're training for is a different set of criteria. Client liaison, for example, report writing, documenting, um, organizing the team. So it's a, it's a slightly different set of criteria that you can't really practice. Although we did incorporate, um, an idea I had some time ago, um, because a lot of what you do, um, when you're, Uh, an investigator is of course talking to people, interviewing them finding out what their experiences were and that often includes um, children of the vulnerable people Mm -hmm. and so we set up an additional module because this time fortuitously for me the training location was only five miles from the house and I managed to rope in my wonderful family um, gave them all uh, a script, <laughs> and uh, they acted incredibly well. Uh, so did they, they act as a client? Yeah. Uh, oh, basically, oh, that's so cool. They we constructed a narrative. Uh, I did give them a lot of freedom with that narrative. Um, so I gave a, a basic scenario, which they could relate to. Mm-hmm. And then the participants came in and interviewed them. Wow. The boys went along with this. Oh, they were brilliant! Absolutely stunning. Oh, awesome. Um, and and cat was involved too. Mm-hmm. It oh, was m- mum and the kids uh, living in a haunted house. Oh, that's kind of neat. So they they were obviously being interviewed about what it's like to live in a haunted house and why did they call on on you know ASAP? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and how could ASAP help them? So yeah, honestly, it was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, to make it more plausible um I gave the boys and cat uh a basic uh sketch oh, what was going on, on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, and a few things that they had to say, but there was only one or two of those and then and then said to them you can make you can you know if you want to add stuff, you want to make stuff up um you know providing it's realistic yeah and and not you know you're not silly with it well, <laughs> Oscar the younger. Uh, the younger one, played his part so well at being a little bit upset that one of the participants said, oh, I feel like I want to give him a big hug. (laughs) (laughs) And then we we debriefed afterwards about how they thought they'd done, what they could have done better, um, how would they approach that. So it's a bit more realistic than just somebody saying, this is what you should do. You know, Steve, that's that's
1: so important, that part that whole part of what you just talked about, because you get so many of these uh, people that go on these public event ghost hunts and including my own. Uh, and the, they go there and they, they just want to do the part where they go out there and, you know, look for stuff. They don't want to deal with any of the the, minutia, uh, the minutia, whatever it is. That you have to deal with, you know how to interview a person, you know how to set up, all this stuff. It, they just want the, the action basically without any
0: doing any of the work. Oh yeah, interviewing is incredibly difficult because oh, yeah, you 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 could end up leading the witness or priming them or giving them. Um, I mean, I remember one where this was years ago. Um, wasn't with Parascience, fortunately. Um, but there were two investigators and they were sitting with a family where some stuff had happened in the house, and one of the investigators just nonchalantly leaned across to their partner and said, This kind of reminds me of a poltergeist. Oh, geez. Uh, well, the next day, uh, the investigators get a phone call from um, one of the family saying uh sounding concerned saying should we leave the house do we are we in danger so why would you be in danger why are you thinking like that well we didn't know what a policy guys was so we we looked it up on the internet (laughs) and these things set fire to houses and destroy things and are damaging so you know that very casual uh, conversation with that word that they'd never heard so And also, if you say to somebody, whereabouts did you see the ghost? What you're really saying to them is you saw a ghost. Exactly. So you have to be very, very careful about what you say to people.
1: You know, and that's that's another problem with the the paranormal TV shows is is that people see these things and they have a, a similar incident that occurs in their house. And they jump to the conclusion that it's whatever that particular show that they've seen this and it's is happened to them. And it's, you know, I mean, those let's face it, those shows are really for entertainment. And some of the things up there have got to be dramatic or, or it's, you know, they're not going to have anybody watch the show. So, you know, and then they end up scaring the poor people when <laughs> a lot of times it's not necessary.
0: Well, there is the converse nowadays because so many people do watch the media shows. Uh, you, you can also end up with if you arrive as a good investigator, you don't need any equipment or you've arrived with perhaps a recorder to record the interview or, you know, you know a basic stuff. Um, they look down their nose. You're not real. You don't have uh, cat toys. Yes, you don't exactly. have ghost radars. Yeah. You haven't got a big van with your group logo emblazoned all over the side of it. You're as not a real tell. investigator. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it works. It's a double-edged sword. Mm -hmm. And uh, to further complicate matters over the weekend, we were joined for the entire weekend, or at least I was because I had to deal with that on Sunday, um, a documentary filmmaker who's making a documentary for release next year, looking at uh, all the different aspects of the paranormal communities out there. You know all the different approaches from uh, people who collect haunted objects to people who investigate haunted houses. Mm. Um, so he was there filming all weekend and interviewing some of the participants. So um, yeah, it was, and then he spent the whole uh, then he spent Sunday with me or most of Sunday with me, mm. doing um, you know interviews and pickups and general shops and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, cool stuff. all tired. 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 (laughs) Yeah. But necessary, but absolutely necessary. I mean, you know, as I said, I think I said over the weekend um, to the documentary guy, I'm now reaching an age where sitting up till, you know, stupid o'clock in the morning um, is starting to become not as much fun as it used to be. Yeah, Um, I've noticed that as well. But, you know, over the years, I've acquired a few tidbits of information that might be relevant to people that want to listen. Um, You know, don't make the mistakes I made. Learn from them. Mm
1: -hmm. That's that's right,
0: because it's, you know, it's... It's passing on the baton, isn't it, to the next generation?
1: Yeah, it is. Well, you have to, but then again, you know the idea that you have to stay up till you know whatever in the morning to do paranormal investigating is is just something that has been created because unless the particular case requires like oh i heard the noises at three o'clock all the time then okay there's no necessarily to go out at three to be there at three o'clock and in the morning to uh, to investigate this thing, uh, uh, that if you know, if somebody sit and said, "Well, we watch TV in the evening and, and we have this experiences happened, that's, that's the time you should really be looking at, not stupid time in the morning.
0: No, but it is much more scary at night. Yeah, that's why.
1: That's, that's why do
0: it. That's why you know. Ghosts have always been associated with the the nighttime hours, even though statistically that's not the case. But, you know, all of the ghost stories are set at midnight, at the witching hour or beyond, mm. um, you know, all of the literature. Yeah, in the morning. Yeah. So that's the time naturally when those people who are going for a scare um, or or because, you know, it's just the societal acceptance that ghosts appear at night. They, they stand at the foot of your bed or they wake you up um, and a lot of that stuff's creating, like,
1: oh, that's the time that the veil is the thinnest between the living and the dead. Three o'clock in the morning, it's like there's actually. Well, yeah, if you, you were going to write that, a
0: ghost, <laughs> if, if you're going to write a ghost story, the scariest <laughs> ghost stories always set at night on a dark and stormy night. <laughs> you know, in a lonely castle, miles away from everyone else, and you're staying in the turret room, armed only with a flask of brandy and a blunderbuss. <laughs> when <laughs> oh, the Yeah. He, sadly, they've fallen out of fashion as a ghost haunting tool. Yeah, sadly, he did. Yeah, now we use AR-15s and blocks.
1: We use lights.
0: Lights and buzzers. <laughs> lights and buzzers. Lights and buzzers. We have lights and buzzers. I, I, actually, I think you should, all you need now, is, of course, is uh, because we know that ghosts and spirits according to the literature and the mediums, love red light. Mm. So um, I'm a strong advocate. of If you don't want to ghost in your house, put blue light bulbs everywhere. Mm. Well, if they, like, if they like red, they're going to hate blue. I guess. Well, we crazy. tried that experiment, didn't we? At um, Someplace. Fort Constitution. Mm. Lots of good things. A bit of the, red uh, light,
1: blue light. The... Uh... I was gonna say something too. It's the yeah, it's just that the, the idea of that uh, you know, spirits are attracted to lights and buzzes is, is our old, I think it's we're attracted to
0: lights and buzzes. And so that's And cat, and and stuffed cats and yeah. cat toys and um shiny things. Yeah. And and it's old looking things. Old looking shiny things. With lights and buzzes. With lights and buzzes. <laughs> and bells and whistles uh, but anyway
1: so uh that's uh does uh we're coming up to the break but i wanted to ask so you have this training for ASAP. <clears throat> excuse me is there uh the same similar because i know you're involved with the sbr and also the ghost club uh do they have the same type of training or, or is this just something that's uh,
0: new and on the horizon i'm going to defer answering that till after the break because it's a longer answer than you're expecting I have three minutes. Uh, it's still too. that's not still not long enough. And anyway, oh, we've got to say yeah. we've got to find out who the show's brought by, and ah, um, okay. and we've got yeah. to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving at some point. I we're, guess we do. But you don't do, you don't do Thanksgiving in the UK. No, we don't because we are in, uh, British. You know, um, Thanksgiving is a uniquely American uh, celebration from a time when they wished they were still British. <laughs> Okay. Anyway,
1: but uh, yeah, so we are going to take a break, anyways. So uh, you've been listening to. Oh, I went on the, on the light thing. I just, before I want to say that, before you go to the break, is we, we did that governor's mansion and he didn't use red lights or infrared.
0: He used UV, had UV lights everywhere. I think I got skin. They're, they're catching on. They are catching on. Uh, something we started about four or five yeah. years ago. I think yeah. I get skin cancer from that place, though. I don't Probably. know. Probably. Or cataracts
1: yeah cataracts one or the other anyways uh you're listening to ghost chronicles uh international right here on told you net and we're all good prod prod podcasts uh, they to die. yeah they go to die yes and uh we're brought to you by circles of wisdom 286 memory street but massachusetts uh galant messier family law group 15 high street <laughs> not the end of massachusetts <sighs> and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon. Become a member, like our newest member, Kemba, and uh, get access to exclusive stuff that you won't find uh, anywhere else, just for our Patreon page. In fact, I just posted one on the Governance Mansion, speaking of him, so uh, become a member for the mere three buckaroos a month. Uh, that's coffee money, if that. Actually, probably less than coffee money. But anyways, nowadays especially. They tip for coffee, by the way. I I don't understand that. You you tip for coffee. You go get your coffee in Dunkin's. They 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 expect you to give them a tip now. Wow. Because they did hand it to you. So I don't.
0: Wow. Hmm. That's the kind of world we live in. Hot hot brown suddenly became expensive. Hot brown. (laughs) Don't worry, we always
1: have Starbucks where they definitely tip for their coffee at Starbucks. So, anyways. Uh, Yeltsin Ghost Chronicles and we write back because I also have a question that somebody or a comment that's one of our listeners got so we'll be back.
0: Located in Illinois, there lies a sleepy little town. Where nothing is a common occurrence. You going to that party in town tonight? Heck yeah! I only turned 18 once. That is until the night of celebration. Where the hell is she? Oh no. No, 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 Jessica! Jessica!
1: What? happening? From the creators of Shadowhunters, fighting me, comes a tale of primal terror. Grimed cold mayhem. Shadowhunters, kill, Jessica, kill! <laughs>
0: going to that Thanksgiving party? Heck yeah! You only get Thanksgiving the once! Oh! Welcome back to part two of the first part of the second part of the first half of, I've forgotten, anyway, it's Ghost Chronicles International. You slay me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. Heck yeah! <laughs> you like that, huh? That's for my good friends uh, um and scattered uh what's this thing? But they they did the uh uh stuff for
0: uh, ghost articles, page, bunch of watch stuff. It If your name's Jessica.
1: Yeah, they also produced comic Emmy comic books, uh Shadow Hunters. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so before the break, I asked you about if the SPR or the Ghost Club um, had right. a similar trade, and you said you couldn't
0: answer because it was too damn luck. So now you're going to answer it, I guess. I am. Uh, the Ghost Club doesn't because they never have, and they're very unlikely to ever do so because that's not their remit. The Ghost Club was founded back in 1862 as an after-dinner speaking club, and that's Primarily what they continue to do to this day. So they hold monthly lectures, meetings, where they... um, So they're they're more a talking-about it organisation, but they do have members who do investigate. Uh, The SPR, founded in 1882, have never trained their investigators, which Ah. is something that I presented uh, about at their conference the week before last, saying... Why don't you? Because you should. Because ASAP, who were founded in 1981, right from the very start, do train their investigators that they send out, whereas the SPR uh, still rely on the goodwill of the members to um, deal with requests for assistance that come in. Uh, So they don't have any requirements for training. They don't conduct any uh, vetting of those that that go, and I think that's a little bit remiss. And that was entirely the subject of my presentation to this year's conference.
1: Especially um, since you design the uh, what, what is the the, to the, the guidance, guidance notes. notes?
0: Yeah, the guidance. Now, notes. interestingly, the AFAP yeah. training is based entirely on the SPR's guidance notes. <laughs> um, but the SPR don't yet do any form of training. So um, there, you go. there you go. But what I'm hoping for is that they will. In fact, I've submitted a proposal that basically says, um, I will train you. And the training will hopefully be nearly identical, compatible with the asset training, meaning that in the future, if successful, then... Uh, we we can get both the groups working collaboratively, doubling the number of potential people who are available and increasing the quality of the service that's provided by both.
1: Hmm, crossover. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, that's great. I mean, training is important. Most people don't understand that, but it, it really is important. They, you know, they see the shows once again and they say, yeah.
0: okay, I've had enough training I've seen a show and it's like, yeah. Yeah. And tra- your training accreditation only lasts for two, uh, for three years. And there, but and after that time, uh, currently with ASAP and ho- hopefully in future with the SPR, uh, you will because training once is it gives you the basics, and then you you know but like with every activity. Uh, If you're in the military, if you're an airline pilot, if you're uh, working medicine and many, many industries, uh, training is an ongoing process because the world changes around us. And what was acceptable 20 years ago, 10 years ago, isn't, you know, you've got to stay current. You've got to stay up with it and you've got to demonstrate that you're suitable yeah. and that your yeah. y- your knowledge is up to date so your accreditation and your training has to be renewed every 3 years
1: yeah i mean because you look at it now you look at even like you know the guidance uh not the guidance no the blue book from Harry Price they had oh yeah yeah they had tools in their box like mercury which you could yeah. not do today and
0: yeah. and
1: uh and you know and, and i believe the original guidance thoughts i i think you told me this I, i'm not sure yes. I, I you told them about crawling in the bed with a minor or something uh at no 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 no
0: no that wasn't the, that wasn't the guidance that actually happened at enfield where the investigators oh watched, enfield okay went, didn't crawl into bed they they were in the bedroom whilst the children the two young girls okay, were asleep so I, yeah details of separate for me you know that yeah <laughs> That would get you arrested nowadays. Yeah, maybe. so some things have uh, changed. Anyways, but that's, that's oh yeah, the point yeah. of this topic. But what the SPR did did suggest in very in the nineteen sixties edition of the guidance notes, if you suspected that your uh, that the person was hoaxing or pranking, that basically you put a uh, a breathable light proof bag over their head and then tie them to a chair.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, that'll work oh <laughs> well, yeah get arrested re- get arrested very yeah. really quickly <laughs>
0: yeah, you see those those were the techniques they were acceptable in their day, yeah, um, but nowadays you know we live in a different society, yeah, and if you right. want to end up in jail, um no, you just have to wear
1: lingerie when you go to a prison if you're a female, oh yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, you've got to go check out our interview. That's with...
0: becoming a cult show. That, that that particular guest is becoming a cult guest. There are people, you know, tuning into that one. Yeah. Um because I mean Kat was she was fantastic. Yes, she, she and was. she and she knew her stuff. And she, I mean, we had
1: technical depth companies, no doubt. We about did. It. I think
0: that I think that kind of played 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 for it though. Um it was fun. But move uh... a bit nearer your microphone. She was excellent. She was, uh, you know. She was excellent, a, but but it was it was fun, and oh, hard definitely work. Definitely fun. Definitely fun.
1: Anyway, so uh, I have a. a I oh, have you it, done her show yet? I ha- oh geez, it keeps up my mind.
0: I'll have to send her a. I'll re- oh, she hasn't sent
1: me a contact, so I just can't. Oh, you know,
0: I'll just send her a reminder. to Oh, that's all right, Steve. I don't want to put you out because I know you're tired. boy. No, I, I've, I can. I'll do it as soon as I come off air, in so case I forget. OK,
1: so here's a comment that one of our listeners had, and I, I want to. I answered it and, and I'll read my answer afterwards. So that's a kind of a, a little bit for you not to talk. So it's going to be hard, I know, but uh, I will do it. Anyways, this is from uh, Tony Handyman, who is a listener of our show. Uh, Hi guys, I am one of those people who believe there are things out there that are beyond our current ability to understand or perceive them. Maybe I just want to believe uh, just to keep life interested. Much as I enjoy listening to Statler and Waldorf, I don't know who that is, uh, <laughs> I often find myself wondering whether you guys actually believe in anything paranormal. <laughs> I may have uh, missed episodes where you clarified your stance on uh, this, but there uh, is such focus on healthy sense of skepticism that I sometimes miss the mystery and magic. I still tune in, uh, but just find the emphasis on science a little dry sometimes, like an aspiring actor who dreams (laughs) of being compromised by boring Tudor who keeps uh, delving into his intricacies of uh, Shakespeare. Would love to hear uh, an episode where you guys talk about uh, what you actually believe in the subject. Uh, again, sorry I missed any previous uh, episodes uh, that covered this. And this was my response. Okay. Hi, Tony. If you go on the internet, you'll find all kinds of information sub- on the subject that aren't really based on any facts, or be- but beliefs. I have been studying the paranormal full-time for 25 years, including holding regular seances for the last 13. I have studied many different modalities and I've experienced uh, many different unexplained events. It is not my purpose to believe or not to believe, but rather try to understand them. To me, personal participation is important in the show. We are not trying to talk you out of your beliefs, but rather to uh, try to understand them. I am a Catholic, and believe in God, but I have no proof that he exists. Even the church investigates the supernatural experiences, uh, searching for logical explanation. In the show, we often highlight the bad science and erroneous facts. My personal beliefs have changed over the years, as I have uh, learned and understood more than what, I, uh, what the paranormal is. If Steve and I didn't believe in the mystery of the paranormal, we would both uh, be in some other field, probably a lot richer. Uh, hope this uh, helps. So that's
0: what I gave him on that one. That was that was a very long answer for you. I know it. Normally you just say whatever. Whatever, that's pretty much it.
1: <laughs> so how do you answer it? Do you, I mean, uh, do you think uh, we are getting I, too I... skeptical that, that people just think we're just poo
0: pooing everything?
1: We don't believe in
0: anything? It, do you know what it can sound like that sometimes, but it, you can't. You know, it's like you can't ask ask, ask us to lay our principles to one side. Um, my my belief is absolute. I believe people have paranormal experiences. I absolutely, one hundred percent, believe people see ghosts and hear ghosts and smell ghosts and experience ghosts. What my fascination is, is why? Why do some people, not others, why are the experiences sometimes similar, sometimes dissimilar? Because science doesn't really do it justice. What science does is it kind of makes you and I look like believers in in that, you know, because it doesn't really acknowledge the existence of the phenomena outside of the human brain anyway. It normally turns around and goes, oh, yeah, it's because the brain was being tricked, or or, or or when it really struggles, oh, it was all a hoax. But that's nonsense. You can't set aside thousands of years of human experience and dismiss it with the stroke of a pen. Um, so for me, you know, I... I mean, I started uh, longer longer ago than you. Um, yes, you did. But that was, yeah, I'd read some ghost stories. I'd read about haunted houses, and I wanted to see a ghost. didn't seem that difficult. You just went and sat in the stair with a flask of brandy in the blunderbuss, and eventually the ghost would appear. And then the reality that that's not actually going to happen that way Um, kicks in and you think well how am I going to maximise my opportunities to see a ghost what is a ghost I don't know what a ghost is dictionaries can't define a ghost so then you, you you know for me it was like well broadening the search let's use scientific principles to try and understand these experiences that people have and maybe have a few of our own along the way So for me, you know, I absolutely do believe that people have these experiences. And I work with mediums and psychics, um, but I'm also wary of mediums and psychics, particularly in their new role, leading paranormal groups primarily for the money um, and the adulation, the ego boost that you get. You know, a medium, if, if, if there is such a thing, as those special abilities that they claim to have, um, then we might be able to utilize them, but I don't think we should put them on a pedestal. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and and it's, you know, it's, you know, myself through the years, I started out very different than than I am now. And a lot of that has to do with you, Steve, because, You've taught me a lot on the uh, the more scientific and even though I had a good scientific background I, and also uh, studying the different modalities has helped me as well, because I I can understand the, the modalities and also the false in fallacies of the modalities as well, because there are some, uh, you know, we, those who want to believe. Will just believe that's the problem it, it's 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 you know no matter what explanation you give
0: it, what's, what's that saying no amount of proof will ever yeah, convince a skeptic and yeah. no amount of um evidence will ever shake a believer or something like that yeah something
1: like that whatever it is, but uh you know it's 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 why we do it it's because it's it's so interesting and, and
0: we certainly know doing it for the money that's for damn sure uh um, well you know it's like why do people climb mount everest because right. it's there yeah it's it's kind of innate in our human nature people have these i i bet you when when the first man or the first man to see a ghost at the back of a cave 40,000 years ago hmm. there was another guy at the front of the cave going oh let's have a look what happened then mm-hmm. yeah
1: the, i mean the, i i have had experiences my wife and, and i've said it many many times the ones that i do uh but you know i'm always looking for answers and and i'll continue to look for for answers one way or the other uh uh that's what i do it why i do it so anyways uh he answered back he said hi ron thanks for that i really appreciate taking the time to give such a in-depth response i get it
0: yeah especially i mean that was a huge honor (laughs) i
1: know i get it I get it now, he says. Please keep up the good work uh, as long as you are able and best wishes, Tony. Why, does he know something I don't know? As long as I'm able, uh, am I going to something?
0: Maybe, maybe. Uh So why did you give him such a long answer then? Was it like, I'm going to type really a long one here so that I'll keep warm? You know I hate typing. (laughs) I know you hate that. I know, I mean, even, even your own book. That's why, why I don't text. I can't, I, I screw up all the time. My mind's too fast. I, I, yeah, but I mean, that was, I mean, that was an exceptionally long response for you. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. I mean, that's so, a heck of an honor. Well,
1: I mean, it's, I just want to try to explain why we, I do it, what I do and, and, and my beliefs. I mean, it's, it's not, Black and white. That's the problem.
0: It's, it can't be. It can't you know. be. And it's ever changing. And uh, you're ever challenging yourself. You know, you have an experience. I've had, you know, some. I know you have. And then it's the case of you go to sleep, you wake up the next day, and then you pick it apart. Mm. And then you end up doubting yourself. But you know, that's yeah. how science works like that because science works by challenging itself trying to kind of debunk itself all of the time mm-hmm. you know there the should never be this idea we heard it during covid a lot this idea oh that uh, and with climate change the science is settled no science should never be settled science should always be challenged questioned debated tested otherwise it's meaningless
1: mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. But yeah, I mean, it's it's I think that why a lot of times we bring up the stuff we do on the show is that we're irked by the.
0: It, uh, actually, it's, it's frustration. It's, yeah. it's because if you look at archaeology or astronomy, some of the great advances in knowledge came from enthusiastic amateurs. Mm hmm pointing their telescopes to the skies or digging through the dirt. And then they took those discoveries to the academics, to the professionals, and they went, oh, yeah. And they rewrote the books. Now, every weekend in America, every weekend in the UK, and many other countries around the world, enthusiastic amateurs are in haunted locations, sometimes armed to the teeth with cameras Audio recorders, video cameras, and a whole raft of other stuff. Some of it doesn't work, but they are in a perfect position to do what the amateur archaeologists did, to do what the amateur astronomers did. But to do to get credibility, they're going to have to up their game. It's no use running around a building at night with a cat toy or a, a phone app. Because if you present the evidence of that to the academics, they're just going to look at you and laugh and walk away. And you you don't present your evidence on Facebook. You present your evidence to a peer review panel who test it, who test the claims that you're making with your evidence, and they say, yes, that stands scrutiny, or... Go away and start again. Mm-hmm. You don't just stick it on Facebook and then go. Oh, it must be true because twenty. Look, we've got fifty-five likes for that EVP. That's not demonstrating it's, it, that it's any good. It's demonstrating there are fifty-five people who don't know any better.
1: The, the thing that sorry, fifty-five know, people. The you know when you when people experience paranormal activity. They're not experiencing it. I mean, we're talking about the original people. Who live, they say, oh, my house is haunted. So they call somebody in. They're not experiencing it on K2 meters. They're not experiencing no. it on spirit boxes no. or anything. They're experiencing whatever this phenomena is. If Say it's ghosts. That means they're interacting in our environment. They don't need all this other toys no. and stuff.
0: Dead right. Uh, you don't need night vision cameras. Uh, that can see in infrared. The dead belt. That's the latest now. Yes, I, I'm aware of that. There's a couple. Three
1: hundred sixty-nine dollars for this thing. that it's, works.
0: And you said there was no money in ghost hunting. You well, know, people who make equipment. But uh, if you get it on a TV show, yeah, for sure. So, but, but if you if know, you go back uh,
1: to the spiritualists, though, Didn't and, and even the early investigators, didn't they take? Bells and put them inside a dome jar. They didn't need electronics to make them work, they just needed the bell.
0: Well, uh, us how the electronics is used. Price used a bell under a glass jar. Um, it was electronic because, well, look up the telekinetoscope,
1: mm-hmm.
0: just google it all yep. one word telekinetoscope. Um, because what he was trying to do is to test the claim that the spirit world could activate the light or the bell um, without disturbing the glass dome or mm-hmm. bursting the soap bubble that was over the switch. Oh, there because you go. Yeah, an ordinary human couldn't do it that way. Oh wow! Three minutes. So that would that was his intention. Mm-hmm. So. You know, but you're sometimes... talking. You're
1: talking basic electronics here. We're not talking. Oh yeah. Oh EMF, yeah. EMF which we have talked about the fallacies endlessly of EMF. The
0: yeah, yeah. Endlessly, endlessly, mm-hmm. endlessly, and keep it simple. You know, I remember I was talking about this at the weekend. We had to. Uh, it, the claim was a door moved, and so we wanted to find out: did the door move? Now, some of the investigators were setting up lasers and mirrors and all sorts of other stuff. Uh, I taped a pencil to the bottom of the door and a sheet of paper to the floor. Ah, simple. So if the door moved, it drew a line on the paper. Simple. Dead simple. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. And cheap it too, a lot less than $369. Well, uh, and yeah, but you know, you don't need... Um, often you don't need expensive gadgets. You certainly don't need the sort of expensive gadgets that you see on TV shows. Mm-hmm. They are cool, though. You have to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> they are cool. <laughs> that plays to my inner geek. Yeah, I know. That's what it is. I mean, you know that because I. It is it a weakness. It is yeah. a weakness. <laughs> yeah. That you have I like... fight it. I fight it. I fight it. I fight it. Uh, anyway, is the show surprised. brought to us right.
1: Oh, yeah, it's time to wrap it up. But anyways, so anyways, there's our answer, uh, Tony. And if anybody else has a question for us,
0: we'd be happy to do it. uh, Or you want to write Happy Thanksgiving, what, boys, onto our Facebook page? Yeah. Go to our GoFundMe. (laughs) Yeah. I need need a new furnace. (laughs) No, you don't. No, you don't.
1: Oh, no, I just fixed it. Yeah, $550. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. But anyway... Uh yeah, so uh become a member of Patreon. You know what we gotta do? We ought to do a Q&A on Patreon someday. Maybe just have a That'd special event. That'd be special, fun. Special special event or something to doing on it, uh just for our Patreon listeners. anyways so do get to wrap it up. been brought to you by Circles of Wisdom 286 memory Street, doing Massachusetts, the glant mess of your family log 15 High Street, not the Andover, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicle Radio on Patreon. Become a member and,
0: and... Ooh, Give thanks yeah. to Togginet and, and Ben for coming in to uh, produce the show. Yeah, produce the show for us. You today take time out of
1: Giving his... up his Thanksgiving, especially for this. He's got two more days. He's not like me
0: celebrating a day early. He's a normal yeah. person. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's chicken. What's the turkey noise, make? Gobble, gobble, gobble. Oh, yeah. Goodbye. Good night. Happy Good Thanksgiving. Night. Happy Thanksgiving.